Why, hello there! My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Duick. And this is Wittenberg Radio. It is episode 115, and it is February 15th, 2018. Claudia, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Kenji? I'm doing A-OK. Reading week is uh, very, very soon, and I'm looking uh, pretty yes. forward to that. I'm so psyched. Do you have any plans? You know, I think... I think I'm actually just going to stick around uh, in the city. I'm, no no big travel plans really planned at all. Uh, I'm just looking really forward to uh, kind of sitting back, relaxing, hopefully to get some amount of work done, hopefully. Uh, probably not going to be nearly the amount of work I should get done during that time, but hopefully get some finished. Uh, what do you plan to do during your reading week? Oh, I'm excited to just be outside more. I haven't found enough time to go skating or skiing mm. yet this winter. Yeah. And I'm also going to be part of, uh, I, I work at Camps with Meaning in summer and they do a winter adults with disabilities retreat. So I'm going to be doing that for three days. And otherwise, I don't know, my friend has a concert in oh, sick. Morden that I'm going to and just chilling and probably going to read a little bit during that time also. <laughs> That'd but be uh, the wise thing to do, right? So It would be, yes. Yeah. Make sure you don't read too much, everyone out there. Just also take a break. I would encourage you. <laughs> I like that idea. I like that <laughs> idea a lot. Cool. And with that, let's talk about upcoming events. This Friday, February 15th, is the Verna Mae Jansen Music Competition. There are eight finalists, and it is free. So you should go take advantage of that. It's at 7 o'clock in the evening in the Laud Odd. Um, the finalists are Maria Cesario, Riley Dick, Madeline Friesen, Emma Heinrichs, Emily Rempel, Julie Sidorchuk, Katie Unruh, and Lisa Vunier. Um, so, yeah, it should be pretty exciting, and there will be some good quality music for you to indulge in on that day. So go check it out. There's going to be another CMU Vesper service this upcoming February 18th. It's going to be happening at 7 p.m. in the Laud Odd, and the theme this this uh, Vesper service is To You, O Lord, I Lift Up My Soul. The conductor will be Janet Brenneman, the reader will be Lisa Enns, and the pianist will be Lily Williams. We hope to see you there. On the show, we have the pleasure of talking to Katie Unruh. She's a third-year music student uh, doing vocal performance and music education. She's also one of the finalists for this upcoming Thursday's Verna Mae Jansen music competition. Uh, she has made it through to the final round, and that is exciting. Um, the Verna Mae Jansen competition, uh, we talked about it last week, uh, saying that you should go to it. It's this Thursday in the Laudod. It's free, so you should go take advantage of that and listen to some really good singers. Uh, welcome here, Katie. Thanks. It's good to be here. Uh, I can personally attest to how good of a singer Katie is. I stood beside <laughs> her for a whole year in choir, and if her qualifying or becoming a finalist in, you know, one of the world's most prestigious music competitions doesn't <laughs> convince you already, let me personally say that Katie is someone worth listening to. So you should go listen to her as well as the other seven finalists. Uh, Katie, what are you, can I ask what you're singing on Friday? Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, I'm singing Farewell Ye Limpid Springs uh, from Jephthah by Handel. Okay. I'm singing Er der Herrlichste von Allen by Schumann. That's very well-known vocal standard. And I'm singing Amor by William Balcom, which is in English sort of like a fun, flirty thing to end off the set with. Ooh, fun and flirty. Wonderful. Um, why do you want to, why are you studying vocal performance? I started out at CMU, um, going into the, with, with hopes to go into the music education program. Um, and I mean, I'm in the music ed program. Um, but I sort of along the way 
discovered that like I really really enjoy performing um I love to sing I've always loved to sing um and I'd never studied classically before I got here so then when I really had no idea what a vocal performance concentration would be like so once I started my lessons with Margot here I realized yeah that I just really loved it and so Mm. I think it goes really well with the music ed uh concentration too the more you know about like your voice and how it works and like um yeah, just how the voice works and how it can be different from other people, then I think the easier it is to um, understand um, in, a, in a school choir, for example, where your singers are coming from and, you know, what, they're, what might be happening with their voices. Mm-hmm. Have you always sung? Yeah, always. So kids' choirs, like, growing um, up? or Mostly at home. My dad had his master's in music, so we, would, we were always singing... Um, I didn't realize that was a thing that people couldn't do. Um, mm. Just growing up, yeah, we were always singing, always listening to music. Um, I was in the music classes that were available to me. I don't think I was really in a choir until mm, probably about high school, like an actual real choir. We had little like singing groups in junior high, but mm-hmm. yeah, then when I was in high school, I joined choir and I um, was in the Central Manitoba Youth Choir, and so. Yeah, just more and more experience um, the older I got, I guess. Yeah. And you're in your third year. Um, what's your favorite thing about the music program at CMU or the, the culture of music that we have here? What drew you here? I don't really know that I ever made a conscious choice to come here. I think it mm-hmm. was just sort of, um, it was always an option. And all of my other options just sort of, I just realized that they, were, they weren't good enough. Um, and that they didn't suit me and yeah like I mean I think God brought me here I think Mm. that like yeah because the decision wasn't conscious I just sort of ended up here I don't even know how I got in my audition was terrible (laughs) um I knew nothing about classical music didn't even really like it and yeah (laughs) here I am why was your audition terrible (laughs) oh it was so bad um I had never taken voice lessons I was in Germany I had Um, I had been at Bible school for a year and hadn't been doing any singing in choir or anything like just you know like on Sunday at church Um, and so I was out of practice I um, yeah didn't really know what to sing for my audition so I just like googled classical songs and sang something that popped up and yeah I I really didn't know what I was doing That's great. So not that is that's great, but coming from that, <laughs> what's it like to be a finalist in the Verna Mae Jansen competition? Um, it's pretty amazing. I like, yeah, never really thought about. Um, I never really thought what about what it would be like to take something that like um, was just sort of innate, like just the ability to do music, and just um, something that I had grown up around, and I and to take that and really hone it and Mm -hmm. um just pursue only that so it's been a really it's been a really unique experience uh, really special experience um yeah and it's it like if you had asked me um if in high school if I was ever going to be a classical singer I would have said no yeah that's not something that I wanted but yeah so it's really it's really cool to to have been able to um not only come to this point as a classical singer but just be able to realize that that it's something that I love to do in the first place yeah wow great um so 
for those of us who don't know about the Vernon May Jansen competition, can you explain to us a little bit how this came to be and, and what this actually means uh, to be part of the competition? Yeah, so um, as far as I know, um, it's in memory of a woman named Verna Mae Jansen. Um, it's sort of um, funded by um, sort of something set up by, by her husband um, after she passed away, I believe. Um, and just because Verna, Verna Mae Jansen loved music, um, loved to make music, and I think really wanted to see that um, furthered um, and in younger generations too. So I, I believe that's how it started was that her husband, Peter wanted to do something, um, to like in her memory and Mm -hmm. this was the appropriate way to do it. Mm -hmm. And does that feed into your performances or, or is it just like another competition? Do you, do you carry that sense of honor and memory of someone or what would you say to that? I would say it, it contributes. Peter is going to be here this year okay. um, watching, and he's not usually here because he's from Ontario, so he doesn't come out every year. Um, yeah, I, I'd say it's a contributing factor, and also just the atmosphere at CMU out that um, making music isn't something you do just because you're good at it. You, may, mm-hmm. you do it because uh, for other reasons, because um, it connects people and, um, yeah, to share a story and to communicate. Um, and I think that CMU places um, a special emphasis on that, especially through their collaborative music um, program that not everywhere does. And it's not just about technical proficiency, it's also about, um, yeah, how you, how you um, go about um, performing with, the, it's assumed that you have that technical, technical proficiency. So it's about, yeah, what you bring to the table that's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, at a competition like this, are there people that, I guess, are watching in terms of maybe, I don't know, I'm thinking about like sports and scouts type thing. Um, is, is that something that, that happens? Or is there that sort of pressure involved? I mean, I guess there's always pressure when you when you perform. But uh, is this elevated in any sense? Or, or why is Verna Mae Jansen such a big deal? Oh, I hadn't thought about like people watching like <laughs> scouting <sorry>. or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, I don't know that anybody necessarily comes to to do that kind of thing. I I, I mean, it shows up. Uh, it looks really nice on your resume to say yeah. that you've, that you've you know won or placed in a competition like this. Um, but as to why it's important, I would say partly because um, of what I mentioned before about CMU's approach to music and and how it's more than just technical proficiency, um, yeah. So it looks really good on your resume if you are if you place or if you um, win this competition. Um, and and it's partly such a big deal because of what I mentioned before, like that CMU's approach to music is not just about technical proficiency and that it's in honor of of somebody. Um, but also because I think it opens. It's the only thing like this at CMU. We don't have many other competitions um mm-hmm. um and it opens some doors for you like yeah like it it's really when I say it looks really good on a resume it's not just like a nice like perk it's like um this is how as a performer you build yeah. um awareness of yourself and how you can sort of say like hey I'm actually a good performer because yeah. because 
there's not really another way another way to do it right yeah. it's, I mean you're not gonna go and when you send in a resume you don't usually send in you know like a tape of yourself or anything right well I don't really know this is a really bad answer I'm sorry it's okay it just legitimizes I would <laughs> probably your 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 seriousness of like it, it mm-hmm. tells people that like I'm legit I can do this and I'm gonna do it well type thing mm-hmm. which is I can see how that would be so helpful mm-hmm. moving on from here so that's okay we can just sidestep that or move okay. on that's okay I'm curious what so you're taking a music education degree what do you plan to do in the future with this degree um, I'm hoping to teach high school choir um, or high school age choir not necessarily in the school system but um, yeah after I'm done at CMU I'll probably go get a bachelor of education so I could teach in the public school system mm-hmm. if that's something that I wanted to do um, I just really am interested in uh, sharing this love of music that that I've sort of um, developed through mostly through choirs um, in my like in high school in Central Manitoba Youth Choir that was a huge experience for me um, like hugely important um, it helped me learn a little bit more about um, classical music um, choral classical music uh, so the exposure to other genres and then because I had to sing them I learned to appreciate them and I learned to like them um, and it also really helped me um, sort of work through uh, the death of my dad because he died when I was in grade 10 um, mm. and I think like when you're in high school you have all these things the, all these feelings and all these emotions and like just a lot going on that you can't really put words to you don't it's not that you don't have the vocabulary it's just that like everything is confusing and and you just like don't really know what's going on with you or like with other people um and I think choir was a really important outlet for me um and is a really good outlet for for people that age because it helps you it helps to put sometimes to put words to your feeling but also um yeah with sometimes with music you don't need the words it's just the feeling of of um all working for the common goal and um just being totally unified with the people around you um in your sound but like also physically because you're all breathing at the same time um so your heartbeats sort of start to line up with each other and like it's just a really uniquely uh connective experience that I don't think you always get um when you're that age and Mm -hmm. it like for me it helped me to really work through some important things um and I just want to be able to provide that if um for for students who might need that mm-hmm. yeah that's a it's a common theme that we hear and that's one of the reasons I appreciate music so much too that it's it's really quite therapeutic when you when you become part of the team that a choir is um and so yeah thank you for for sharing about that and letting us get a little glimpse of the person behind the performer um I'll be there on Thursday oh no I have class shoot well, I would love to be there on Thursday. <laughs> I thought it was okay. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, it'll it'll be pretty long, so probably Maybe I'll catch come the I'll end. come after catch the reception. Do you know when you're snacks. performing? Uh probably close to 8 or just afterwards. Okay. It'll be cuz um it's 10 to 15 minutes of music. There are 8 of us. Yeah. There are a lot of us. So, um I'll be first after the intermission, I think. Okay. 
All right. Well, thank you for coming and sharing. Um, and best of luck to you as you perform. Thank you. So we have a brand new post on the Wittenberg door, and it is from James DeGurse. You may know James from the Doxa. He's the co-editor there. And he left this post on February 9th, and it is in response to the post that was made a week prior or so regarding the lack of more evangelical uh, voices on the face-to-face panel. Uh, James, by the way, for context, was also on the face-to-face panel as a Catholic voice, and he left a very interesting response. Claudia, what did he say? All right. It's dated February 9th, 2018. In my experience, CMU is incredibly inclusive to people from diverse denominational backgrounds, but sometimes being included does take a bit of effort. I've found that people generally want to be inclusive, but often they don't know how if you don't put yourself out there. For instance, I was the Roman Catholic student on the face-to-face panel, but I wasn't on the panel initially. I actually emailed Terry Schellenberg and offered myself as someone who might add some diversity to the panel, and I was welcomed with open arms. I also don't think it was originally conceived as an ecumenical panel. That angle seemed to come later when we realized it was relatively diverse. Certainly, if the panel was striving to be as denominationally diverse as possible, they should have actively sought out more students from denominations like the ones you list. But I don't think that was the original intention. It's also important to be mindful of CMU's institutional identity. While CMU does try to be inclusive, it is fundamentally a Mennonite institution, and we all choose to come here and buy into that to a certain extent. In my experience, I've found that CMU strikes a really good balance between between including others and being authentically Mennonite. I will agree with you that CMU could be more sensitive to the views of conservative evangelical students. Just based on the vocabulary you use and the denominations you list, that's the perspective I assume this is coming from. You rightly point out that CMU is good at deconstructing conservative theological views, but often doesn't seek to present the other side in the classroom or in community discussions. I think many conservative evangelical students get the impression that no thinking Christian would ever believe in things like the inerrancy of scripture, traditional sexual ethics, or the objective, exclusive truth of the gospel. As someone who has read a lot of smart evangelicals, I know this is false. I would suggest that you give it some time and put yourself out there. Generally, people want to include your denominational perspective, but they're not sure how. Signed, James DeGurse. P.S. I'd encourage you to put your name on your post. I think that's one of the rules. James is right. That is one of the rules. And we have, um, how should we say, Kenji? Forgotten to mention it the past few times that we brought it up here. Now, in our defense, it is relatively small on the wall, but we do hope to update it with that rule in mind. Nevertheless, we won't take down any posts that are necessarily anonymous, but would be greatly appreciated. Claudia, what were your initial thoughts on this uh, post? Well, first of all, I thought it was a a great observation of uh, the happenings at CMU, Um, a a valid point, and um, yeah, an interesting entry point into a potential conversation that I think we would love to have here on Wittenberg and at CMU in a, in a wider context. Hmm. Uh, I think the response that James gave was well put, um, pertinent, direct, um, directly related to the response and, and welcoming. I hope, I hope that's how the person that wrote the first note or the group that wrote the first note uh, feels about it as well. And I, 
and I'm just ha- I'm happy to see that that people do care and are welcoming of this type of thing and open to the criticism that people have for CMU as an institution and and as a welcome community for other ideas and perspectives and religions and non-denominations and thoughts. So I'm I'm just pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah. No, I uh, largely yeah, I absolutely no, not largely. I like 100% totally <laughs> agree with you. I think the one thing that really jumped out from for me anyways in this post was particularly the part about CMU provides opportunities, but then you need to take advantage of those opportunities mm-hmm. or make your own opportunities. Now, I'm not necessarily speaking about that uh, on the on the level of getting more denominational voices, but in regards to anything at CMU, whether that be trying to make friends here or trying to like do anything here uh, with events or stuff, right? There's especially find this during uh, for the first week of school. Um, we have a very welcoming campus. We have like a lot of interesting, fun, different events that try to get you involved, right? Mm-hmm. But then it is your responsibility if you want to try making those connections to take full advantage of those opportunities. Uh, as someone who didn't really do that during my first year at, at school and also a commuter, right? I found it really hard to like make friends. But then I realized that like, oh, you know, CMU provided me these opportunities to go to these different events, you know, yeah. tried to voice my opinion, tried to be more inclusive, but I wasn't really taking advantage of them, right? Right? And when that happens, then you got to try making your own opportunities, but in a fun and like friendly manner. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, so I think that is just extremely valid. Like seeing you is like more than willing, like a lot of people here are like more than willing to include your voice or more than willing to be your friend or more than willing to just have a great time with you. Right. But then y- you have to do something as well. You can't just fully expect the school to completely bend its back. It's already bending quite far enough, actually, as it needs to. Um, it's up to you then to take advantage of that. And believe me, um, after I learned that my first year, I started attending all those events my second year. And I, I just end up being a lot more happier, a lot more fulfilled at my time at CMU as a result. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of a bit of a tangent. It's not entirely related to the whole talk of denominations. But I do recommend to this person or to this group uh, that James was referencing to to do that exact same thing. So, yeah. If you would like to leave a response to James' post or to the previous post, you can leave a comment on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, or our website. Or you can do it in the classic Protestant way and leave a note on the Wittenberg door right beside Shirley's desk on South Campus. Thank you very much, James, for leaving your comment. my music pick and I'm going to pick a song off of the new Bahamas album Earth Tones. Uh, You've probably heard it. It's been played the most. It's called No Wrong. It's the third track on the album and it's pretty awesome. Also I would encourage you to go check out his website. He's got this like pretty long uh, video for the album that's engaging and awesome and just makes you wish for summer and cottage life and relaxed times in a boat. So have a listen and go take a look. Stay right here, I'll be coming home soon I just emptied my lungs to some empty room So much to say, but I just hold my tongue The whole world's for the take and I'ma get me some
stopping now Cause I'm due for rest Been accused of the worst By some blue ribbon best There's no mystery, no, there's nothing at all I'm just repeating myself Since I wrote Southern Draw And that brings an end to our episode. Thank you once again for listening to Wittenberg Radio. Do remember to check out the CMU Vesper service at February 18th. It is going to be at 7 p.m. in the Laud Odd. Also, please go to the Verna May Jansen competition on Friday at the Laud Odd at 7. It's free, so go check that out. And before we head out for today's episode, we would like to let you know that we will not be coming back next week. Uh, it is going to be reading week, and while we definitely love producing episodes here at Wittenberg Radio, we too kind of want a break as well. So with that being said, that brings an end to our episode. My name is Kenji Dick. And I'm Claudia Duick. And we'll see you in two weeks' time. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. Thank you.